1: Hello, datables. Welcome to another episode of the Datable Podcast, where we examine what's happening with (laughs) modern dating. Who's doing what? Who's doing who? Why are they doing it?
0: Wow, that sounds so gossipy.
1: It's, a it's like we're now
0: a reality TV series
1: <laughs> where every week
0: we dissect the story of one person. This could be a reality TV series. Lisa's like
1: hooking up with Greg and you're like, who are they? And I'll just say my neighbors. You know, it's just like <laughs> random gossip with people you don't even know.
0: This is our offshoot. This is our spin-off yeah.
1: series. <laughs> our ratings are going to be really high. <laughs> <laughs> But I think uh, you all will like this one. This one's about <laughs> astrology. Our personality yes. tests episode did really well. And I think astrology is one of those topics that maybe some people don't want to admit that they read their horoscope and, you know, study this stuff. But I think it's really cool. And there's something to be said about the study of astrology.
0: I have definitely gotten sucked into astrology TikTok, where it's like people oh <laughs> I remember like someone asking me, what are you seeing on TikTok? Because it's all like based off the algorithm of what you're looking at. And I was so embarrassed to admit that I have (laughs) a lot of astrology TikTok coming up. But what I'd like to say is this conversation we have with Christina, I feel like TikTok astrology is just skimming the surface yeah it went so much deeper than the bustle articles or the thought catalog articles that i'll look at of what is your sign and who are you compatible with so (laughs) i'm glad that we dug deeper because i don't know i think some of that's like guilty pleasure and it's sometimes comforting to read it but i always was like how much weight do i give this but i feel like she just went layers deep on this episode
1: it's astounding to realize that there is a whole other world of astrology that we don't even know about. And you can devote your entire lifetime to learning more and more about it. Mm-hmm. It's the stars. It's the universe. It's how everything is related and connected. So it makes sense. So many layers to astrology.
0: Well, I think one of the things we talk about that she brought up was the different seasons. So it's obviously your birth chart, how it affects you. But there's also the underlying, You know, as we go into different months of the calendar year, everyone, For instance, is in Libra season right now. And Mm -hmm. she was saying that it it allowed her to have conversations because every season kind of represents different change that's happening Mm -hmm. in pieces of reflection point. And she was able to like have conversations with her partner and then have reflections on her own based on the season. So we are coming off of Libra season. I didn't even know this until we just looked this up right now. We are coming out of Libra season. And for anyone that's curious, Libra season is teaching you how to find belonging. This is the meaning of what Libra season represents, basically. So it's Libra season is teaching you how to find belonging with others while keeping the balance between connection and autonomy. Remember, you're not everyone's caretaker. You're responsible only for yourself. Be in a space of compassion with boundaries so you can give from your overflow. So it's basically saying it's not selfish to put yourself first sometimes. And you actually can give more if you honor that yourself and have that self-care.
1: I feel like some people really need to be hearing this right now. So you're welcome for us (laughs) bringing it to your attention. You're not other people's caregiver and you are not responsible for other people. You are only responsible for yourself. And I know a lot of people who have the hero complex, who Mm -hmm. see people as projects when it comes to dating and say they want to fix someone. I've also heard this phrase of, you know, this notion of if only this person could see how great I am for them, then they'll appreciate (laughs) all I've done for them. If others are not aligned with your values and what you're looking for, they're never going to appreciate what you're giving to them. So I think this, what you're reading to me is sometimes you got to give a a little bit less Mm -hmm. and use that surplus for yourself as well. So you got to love yourself before you can love others. I think I struggled with this for
0: a long time because I think I am kind of a natural caretaker of a cancer. So we talk about that in this episode in great detail. But I Mm -hmm. think there is this notion that sometimes putting your needs ahead of others is selfish. Yeah especially like, you know, if someone isn't in the best place, for instance, and it's taken me a long time to realize that it's not selfish. And it actually allows you to like be a better partner and you know, to maintain your own happiness, which can really only come from within as you and I just got off of a spoiler alert for next week, a happiness expert. So So I think I think it's this reframing that this is selfish, but it's really a way that you actually can give more to people.
1: And when you give so much, it inevitably builds up resentment. Because then you feel like it's unequal. You feel like your your partner's constantly taking. Why haven't they stepped up? When you haven't communicated that you're just the one giving and giving. So it maybe it's a good season to pause mm-hmm. and reframe and give yourself a little bit more. You have to do this quickly because we're actually coming out of leaver
2: season. <laughs> So you now have, that
0: we've given you all you the reflections to do six this, hours you have to do this. <laughs> six hours to go do it. But we are actually headed into Scorpio season. Mm. So Scorpio season is as the Zodiac fixed water side. Scorpio season is serving emotional intensity, raw thrills and deep transformations. Whoa! It's important to embrace the influx of emotional realness, even if it's scary, because if you don't, it's likely to come out via passive Aggressiveness, jealousy, power struggles, or obsessions. So it's really all about you, like, coming to terms with emotions that are happening for you.
1: Wow. Okay. So you're going to start feeling things. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that means. I read and-
0: somewhere, too, it's like the season of transformation, of some change, of some shifts, which actually kind of makes sense that, you know, we're going into, like, closer to the holiday season here, Yep. Too.
1: Yep. There's going to be a lot of reflection time, changing of the seasons, changing Of the year, I think we will be uh, probably diving into ourselves a little deeper in this season. So, that you're right, that does make a lot of sense. So, for anybody who is dating during cuffing season, because we are also officially (laughs) in cuffing season, maybe it's also a good time to not fill up your calendar with too many dates, Mm. take the moments to reflect and reconnect with yourself and get in a good place before you get yourself out there again or not. But I think it makes sense. We're coming off a season where you should place a focus back on yourself and then going into another season where it's let's use that reflection for good.
0: I do like this notion of the seasons. Like I'll admit this isn't something that I've really paid much attention to until now. I think that's why I'm even like struggling to get the words out of what these mean. But Mm -hmm. I like it because it means that nothing's forever that everything is just a season. Exactly that. And I think yep. sometimes when things aren't going our way, it's easy to feel like it's going to be forever. But to remember that it's just a moment in time, it will pass and things will change. And that doesn't mean that if you are super happy, that next season's going to be horrible. But it means that like life is just evolving and consistently different seasons.
1: Yes, yes, nothing's permanent. And it's a like, you know, gives me a little bit of anxiety, but also I'm rest assured that things never stay the way they are forever. So, yeah, it's a... It's good to know there are seasons. There are so many seasons, and there's a reason for that. Uh, there's a season today, too, so it's a, your horoscope season.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you ain't really wanted to go through our horoscopes. I really
1: want to go through horoscopes. <laughs> I read them on a daily basis. I will admit I uh, go through LUK because I was told by a friend that they have the most accurate horoscopes. I don't know what that means. But here's yours, Julie. Curb your enabling tendencies today. A needy loved one may attempt to strong arm you into prioritizing their needs over your own. Wow. This is all very much related. But unless this is truly a crisis, don't allow your boundaries to be crossed. If you feel Mm. like you're constantly bailing someone out, encourage them to foster a sense of independence, Mm. point them to resources that will empower them to solve Mm. their own problems instead of constantly leaning on you. Wow. I think that actually is pretty accurate of me. Is it?
0: I, I think the one thing about horoscopes when we go into them and our guest Christina did not was not a fan of horoscopes because she's like she's very, right, them yeah she's not a fan. But I do think okay, like, yes, the why she wasn't a fan is that they're very general and people will find what works for them in them. Yeah, but I do think I am the type of person that wants to fix things a lot of times. And I think I also, I've learned that I need to like relinquish control and relationships and just everything. And I think Mm. that's what sometimes we, we're actually diving into this in our finding your person program. And I think a lot of people struggle with control. And that's one of the reasons that dating can be so hard because you're almost like need to relinquish that control. And you need to trust that that other person's going to step up and do the things that they say they're going to do. And I think like all of that does tie into what you just said is that Mm. I need to just trust that someone's got it you know and i don't need to be the person that's always there and doing all the things like people are capable human beings right
1: yes (laughs) does that feel freeing to know that
0: yeah I think so. I think so. Because it's like, when you think about it, I I think a lot of times you think like we can help and we can do it. And I think, yeah, that's the benefit of relationships and connections. And this is romantic relationships. This is friendship. This is every type of relationship. The benefit Mm -hmm. is that you do have that person to lean on, right? And to talk to. But I think it really has to come from within anyways. And I always need to remember that like all the people are, even if I wasn't there, they would get through it.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think about the volleyball analogy. You can't get someone to spike the ball, but you can set set up the ball yeah. for them to spike. And it's the same thing. You, you can't do everything for other people because they don't think like you, but you can certainly empower them to find yeah. their way. Yeah. You
0: give them that love and support. And that's ultimately, that's the benefit that you're providing. That's the only benefit. You can't go through the motions for someone.
1: It's so true. It's so true. That's great. Well, That's a pretty good horoscope. Here's mine. (laughs) Try a little tact, Aquarius. (laughs) (laughs) Dying. While well, you may have a salient critique that would help someone out of their current situation, be t- diplomatic when it comes to your delivery. Overly candid statements could come across as harsh today as powerful Pluto butts heads with fiery Mars. Don't limit your assessment to the things that aren't working, incorporate more positive praise into the mix. <laughs>
0: So are you gonna deliver like a blood statement to me
1: like tomorrow? <laughs> no, I I know exactly what where this applies to. It's oh. work. it's work. It's work. <laughs> I, I'm very direct with my communication. And in Chinese, it translates to zhi, like people would describe you're very zhi. it means direct. Even that word mm-hmm. just sounds very direct. And I understand that some people don't take that as well, and it could come off uh, not very friendly <laughs> sometimes. when I just want to communicate how something can be better. But there are different ways to deliver that news. Actually, my partner has said the same thing to me. He thinks I'm very (laughs) direct and I need to soften my approach. So yes, I will, you know, I'm going to put some cushions around my words today. There we go.
0: There we go. (laughs) Okay. So I think the beauty of horoscopes is though, you can find within it what applies to your personal situation.
1: Yep. And I think, yeah,
0: it, it, it shouldn't be The ruler of how life is gonna go. We talk about this in the episode, but I found these like very, you know, black and white article that was like these four signs are gonna end their relationship by October fifteenth, and I'm like that feels so aggressive to me. I think what's nice about astrology is this point of reflection.
1: Yes, and with all of these, like the personality test, the schemas test too. I think it gives you. a different perspective about who you are. And maybe we should read them as starting with the word maybe, you know, instead of like, this is definitive. I don't think we should take horoscopes as like a decision maker for us. But maybe it does open up another door for us to think about something a little bit differently.
0: Right. And I think we've heard this too, on especially schemas, because it is, you know, thoughts and beliefs that a lot of people are like there's something wrong with me because I have them yeah. and there isn't anything wrong there's no like horoscope there's no schema that's better or worse than another mm-hmm. they're just different and the idea is that there might be some positives with whatever that is and there may be some areas I don't want to say negatives but areas to be aware of to yes. work on there's yes. not you're not seeing any of those areas to work on like how can you grow as a human so right. I don't think people need to take them as like there's something flawed with me because because I have them. Everyone has something. There is a sign for everyone. There's not like <laughs> yeah. one month that doesn't have one, right?
1: No, that's Capricorn. People will agree. Capricorns are going to be alone forever. No, just kidding. <laughs> I think it's because of the Capricorns I've dated in the past. I'm like, no, bad. Sign. A Capricorn
0: just <laughs> cried right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Please don't cry. Please listen to the rest of this episode. But I do want to get to our question because again, it is related to this. Um, this person wrote in and said, "Hi, dateable girls." <laughs> <laughs> in that voice.
0: In that in voice. That, I don't. Yes. This is how That's how we you're... like to visualize it. Yes.
1: <laughs> this person did. Uh So this person says, "I love taking tests. I've done the personality tests, the schemas." tests. I also love reading horoscopes and recently discovered that my partner and I are not compatible by any of these tests. However, I do feel satisfied in this relationship. So should I really take these incompatibilities as red flags or should I just say, give them the middle finger? (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, we also talk about this in this episode. You can't say that these tests are going to help you make decisions. That That's not what they're used for. They might shed some light on some of the conflicts you may have experienced. I think it's really harsh to say you're not compatible. How can any test judge if two people are compatible or not? So you can throw the middle finger to that. But take these tests as a way to glean this other perspective of what may be going right in your relationship and what could use a little bit of work.
0: Yes, I think we need to remember that People are dynamic. We had Frank James was our resident Myers-Briggs expert that we had in. And he actually strongly advised, do not put your results in your profile because people will make blanket statements. And I think a quiz is good because it helps you, you know, understand yourself better. But it's also a generalization. And I think to hold someone accountable of, oh, maybe we're not compatible from a generalization, (laughs) I just don't know if that's really the the thing that should be telling you if they're compatible enough. I think trusting your instinct is probably going to hold a little more yes. weight because you know this person. They are not whatever they're like four letters, like ENTP, like that does not describe them or that they're a cancer, whatever it may be. Like, I think, yeah, I think you need to take them at face value and not make this more in a distinguishing point to break up with someone because of incompatibility.
1: Can you imagine that breakup conversation? I'm breaking up with you because our signs are not compatible. See ya. (laughs) Okay, that's gonna go over really well. (laughs) But even in this conversation that you're all about to hear, Julie and I are not compatible with our partners, to to the compatibility chart because we have neighboring signs with our partners and here we are. So Christina also says that she's also
0: not compatible with her partner and that's on the sun sign and she goes into that there are so many more ways to measure compatibility beyond just kind of the surface level. That's what's on the Cosmo quizzes. So (laughs) I think that's another thing to do. Um, Whoever wrote this in definitely listen to this episode and maybe it's an opportunity to find compatibility compatibility and other dimensions that aren't necessarily the ones that you're looking at. Yes. Okay, quick announcement. So, at Dateable Podcast, that's the place to follow us. We put up all the good clips of our guests. That's always fun to look at. Follow us on YouTube if you want to see our lovely faces, our recording arrangements, <laughs> the facial expressions we make when we record. <laughs> so many good things on it's YouTube. It's really
1: thrilling. <laughs> You're missing out if you haven't you seen our missing facial You are
0: Definitely missing out. So, get on that. And then, of course... Love in the Time of Corona by the Datable Podcast is the Facebook group and the Sounding Board. I'm going to do a quick PSA on the Sounding Board because we've Mm. had a little confusion here. You do need to go to datablepodcast.com slash Sounding Board and sign up. It is a paid subscription. Cancel at any time. It's totally risk-free, but you do need to pay for that because it is more of our premium community where there are hosted events that happen, Mm -hmm. virtual events week. Week. There's the weekly sound offs that are led by our wonderful host team. And then UA and I also do office hours to answer any questions. We've had a lot of people trying to join the Facebook group directly without signing up. We'd love to have you. We just need you to sign up. So go to datablepodcastcom slash sounding board. Once you sign up, we'll let you right in. You can join in the fun.
1: What a lovely PSA. Doesn't <laughs> it just make you want to sign up, folks? You're I like- just
0: hate sending the message. It's like, hey, <laughs> We don't have you in our system. So try to get ahead of it.
1: Also, sharing is caring. We love it when you share our podcast with your friends or colleagues or frenemies (laughs) that you think should be (laughs) listening. It's such a great way to start conversations and to even bond over some of the topics. Julie and I spend our time discussing the topics even after we record the episodes because some of them are just so complex that you want to spend more time talking about it. all. So sharing, share a link, share our Instagram, share whatever you like. Uh, I'm sure your friend or frenemy would also appreciate
2: it.
0: Yeah. And that's another PSA for the sounding board, because I feel like one of the things in the sounding board is the weekly podcast discussion group. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people have really enjoyed those because it does let everyone go a little deeper than just listening. You have that sounding board to kind of bounce off ideas and talk more in depth, the revelations you've had from listening, all of that around a guided topic. For sure. Cool. So let's get into our quick message from our sponsors.
1: This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We at Datable are huge fans of therapy and BetterHelp can match you with your own licensed therapist and connect you in a safe and private online environment. Me, for example, I was able to start communicating with my therapist in less than 48 hours. It was so quick. Now, BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches and it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling. Their licensed professionals specialize in everything from dating trauma, stress, anxiety, trauma with a big T, uh, depression, grief, you name it. They have someone who's an expert in that. We at Dateable wish for all of you to live a happy, healthy life. And that's why as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash dateable. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp spelled H-E-L-P com slash d a t e a b l e Support for Datable is brought to you by Incipio. Incipio offers legendary protection for all of your devices from phones to AirPods to tablets. They obsess over their tech to protect yours. It's like Incipio's line of products was made for me because with their phone cases, my phone is protected from drops as high as 14 feet. The cases are also wireless charging compatible and there's a lifetime warranty. So they've got you covered. I have the Organic Core Clear Case, which is made up of 100% Compostable materials that reduces landfill waste by naturally re-entering the environment from where it started. All the packaging is made out of 100% recyclable materials with eco-friendly water-based ink. Now, for datable listeners only, we have a special offer. These incredible cases are now available for purchase at Incipio.com, and you can use the code datable for 20% off. That's inCIpio.com ocom and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E for 20% off.
0: Okay, let's hear it from Christina all about astrology.
1: What is astrology? And this is why we have our guest for this episode. Her name is Christina, because she is our astrology expert. Julie and I have talked about astrology for a long time, but we're (laughs) obviously not experts. (laughs) But who is Christina? She's 35 years old, currently in LA, born and raised there. Although she did a minor stint in uh, San Francisco, she's in a monogamous relationship, an astrologer and writer for Astrology Com. Welcome. Yes, Welcome. thank you so
3: much for having me. It's such an honor to be here. But
1: here's a definition. I thought this was interesting. I want to pull up the Wikipedia definition of it. Astrology is a pseudoscience <laughs> that claims to divine information about uh, human affairs and terrestrial events by studying the movements and relative positions of celestial objects it could also be the study of the influence that distant cosmic objects usually stars and planets have on human lives. So, Christina does that sound pretty in line with what you think astrology is?
3: Well, I don't know any astrologers that would classify astrology as a science. Okay. It's it's not an exact science. <laughs> I would classify more as like a, more as like an art, more of like a language, more in like mm. language the humanities than this really exact science. It's really such, such a lived experience. It must be felt and observed through the body. And it's, it sounds so, I don't know, maybe to some people it's like, how are the planets all the way out there going to affect how you are, your personality or what goes on in your life? It doesn't feel that out there to me to think Mm. that like, Um, you know the sun how the sun affects us how mars or venus and like all these other planetary bodies affect us so that's my answer to that yeah i feel like
0: there's a zillion articles out there of you know these two signs are compatible or Mm -hmm. what does your astrology mean for your love life so we're really excited to have you here to talk about astrology and dating and relationships because i think a lot of people put a lot of weight on it so we want to debunk if it's true or not (laughs) And how to use it.
3: Yeah. I mean, I feel like when I was first into astrology, I would always be looking up compatibility with who I had a crush on, or I would like read their horoscope to try to get an idea.
1: Always. And it, And if they were on the cusp, I would choose the one that was more beneficial for me. Be like, no, 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 they're on the cusp. So they're more Aries today.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's a really good start to this is let's go into, you know, like, what are the sun signs? Because you're going to tell us too how we go beyond just the sun signs. Yeah. And what are they? And like, how do we kind of view this? Yeah, with compatibility.
3: So I feel like with modern popular astrology, what you see you know in magazines and that's more ubiquitous uh, in our culture is like the sun signs and that's basically just sign the sun was in when you were born and mm. we put a lot of weight into that and yes it is a very important aspect of our chart and you know who we are but we are actually all the signs and all of the planets <laughs> So, all of the planets, all of the signs affect our lives and our experiences, our personalities, our upbringing, everything. It influences everything in our lives. So, not just the sun. So, that's the first thing that I have to say about placing a lot of weight onto is your sun sign compatible with my sun sign? Well, there were so much more than that, because we have an entire birth chart. And so like the moment we were born, a planet was in a sign. And so these planets are in relationship to one another, including the sun. So it just goes so far beyond like what sign the sun was in when you we were born. <laughs> and so for
1: anybody who may be a little bit new to astrology, mm-hmm. when we were talking about sun signs, we're just talking about the sign. their yes. ast- astrological sign yes. that you would read in a horoscope. Got it.
3: Yes. Yeah. Um, And that usually relates to, like I said, the sign that the sun was in when the, at the moment of, of your birth. But also we have moon signs. We have Venus signs. We have Mars signs. We have even like the outer planets, which are indicative of the generation that we're a part of. For example, a lot of people have Pluto in Scorpio. That's because Pluto takes... 15 years to, to transit a sign. And so everyone who's born within that time period, like close to you around you is going to have the same Pluto sign. And that just represents the generation. And so if you have Pluto and Scorpio, you know, you are, uh, that's, I guess, the, another way to think of it is like you're part of the millennial generation, you know, mm. people with Pluto and in, in Sagittarius they're a part of the Gen Z um, generation. Mm. If we go back to people who were born with Pluto and Leo, they're the boomer generation. So you can see how that kind of influences a part of you but it's not like it influences you on like a subtle personal level
0: why do you think there's such like an emphasis then on the sun sign if Mm. there's all these different ones because that's what you see in everywhere right Mm
3: -hmm. for sure yeah i think it's just because it's easy to understand and easy to get Mm. the sun it represents our ego our will our personality our spirit i like to think Mm. of our sun sign as like our higher self who we are on like a spiritual level, but a lot of people don't immediately resonate with their sun sign and then they are kind of like, "Okay, well, astrology is fake, so because I'm right. not you know, my brother says this all the time too, about like him being a cancer. He's like, "I don't like it. It sucks. Like, I don't like the description for cancer. Oh, Julie loves it. Julie's yeah. a cancer. I
1: was gonna ask
0: you though because <laughs> I like I, I definitely want to go through some of like the key mm-hmm. characteristics because that's like there's I swear there's a new thought catalog article every day about your yep. <laughs> your astrology yeah. and how that plays into romantic relationships. And I think, Kind of the critic might say that you're just reading the ones that resonate with you Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. maybe like not taking the ones that don't. What would you say and how true do you think these are?
3: Well... There are, let's say, positive and negative aspects to every sign. Because we're, we're so much more than just like the good parts of ourselves, right? We also have these shadows. We also, we're very multi-dimensional humans. And so I feel like picking and choosing the parts that, that resonate and maybe like dismissing the ones that don't is maybe dismissing an aspect of yourself that you don't really want to see, or you maybe not ready to see yet. The most helpful thing about astrology for me and my journey has been about Using it as a tool for self-discovery, so it's not mm-hmm. just like, oh, uh, you know, I'm I'm a Leo, so it's you know, I'm like the king or the queen. That would be like just focusing on the good stuff, and it's like, okay, well, there's also shadow aspects, and there's ne- you know, there's negative aspects to look at too. And the more we really accept all these different aspects of ourselves, I feel like the more compassion we have for ourselves, more love that we have for ourselves, like the the deeper we are like closely, the more intimate we are with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, I think that's a beautiful thing.
1: Yeah. I have a technical question for you just sure. very quickly. For mm-hmm. people who are on the cusp like mm-hmm. me, I'm on the cusp for everything. I'm on the cusp <laughs> of Capricorn and Aquarius. I'm on the cusp of a Chinese mm-hmm. zodiac sign mm-hmm. of the the cock, the rooster, and mm-hmm. um, the monkey. So I feel like time zone kind of plays into it because when I was born, I was on you know, I was born in Beijing mm-hmm. and that were in a Western time zone, I would have been a, a day before. How should we read our signs if we're <laughs> very much on the cusp and different time zones?
3: Okay, so I'm just gonna like maybe <laughs> unpopular opinion, hot take, but cusps don't to, to most professional astrologers, you know, most astrologers I know, cusps aren't real. Like oh, the, the sun oh. is either in one <laughs> sign or it's in another, and so for oh. you, I think you might have had like a late twenty-nine degree sun, but the second it shifts one degree, it is now zero degrees Leo. So there mm. are very clear clear divisions within the zodiac. It's not a it's not that ambiguous. So my thing for you, if I would like want to look at your whole chart. And usually Uh, there's other planets that travel really close with the sun. And so if you are a Cancer, but you know, a lot of people you come off as like very Leo, maybe you have mm -hmm. a Venus in Leo, maybe you have Mercury Mm -hmm. in Leo. So that's why Mm -hmm. I I really emphasize looking at the entire chart, like Mm -hmm. we're so much more than just our sun sign. There's other planets that really influence our expression.
1: Good to know. So do you think the sun's signs
0: hold weight then like is that like the most sure.
3: permanent okay absolutely uh, i i think it's a it's like a nice equivalent of the big 3 which is your sun sign your moon sign uh, which the moon represents your who you are like on uh, on the inside and who you mm. are behind closed doors like the real you Mm. and how you are, you know, what your instincts are, your, your subconscious, your emotions. And all of that is formed at a very young age. So children are actually more their moon signs, and then you eventually kind of develop into your sun sign.
1: Oh, so your would you say sun signs are more socialized?
3: Yeah, definitely. Just to go back, the the third one out of the big three, the third placement mm-hmm. is your ascendant, and that is a very very personal part of, of you as well, because your ascendant is essentially uh, people's first impression of you. Number one, it's mm. it can be described as like your outer mask, mm. um, but also I like to think of it as like who you're rising into who you're ascending into who you're becoming in this lifetime so that could be diametrically opposed from your sun sign and that's that's why people are like oh i don't feel like my sun sign it's like okay well let's let's Mm. bring it into like more of a holistic approach and really consider everything so they're mm-hmm. the
0: same like signs though, like throughout, they're just, you, you would have a different one for your moon and your ascendant.
3: Y- yes. Yeah. The ascendant is calculated. The ascendant is a point. It's not actually a planet, but this is what I tell people in my readings. Uh, your ascendant sign is, if I was at the hospital, so my location matters when it comes to your birth chart. If I was at the hospital or the house, the minute you took your first breath, and I was facing the eastern horizon. The constellation that was rising on the eastern horizon is considered your rising sign. And so, oh. yeah, so it, there's a lot of math involved in, in astrology. Um, there's like degrees and points. And and that sign is constantly moving. It changes every two and a half hours, whereas the sun takes about 30 days to transit a sign. So that's why I say it's a really personal important point in your chart that really marks like the beginning of your chart so that's your ascendant sign is considered your first house and then the signs following that would be like your second your third your fourth basically like the slices of the pie that Mm. make up the entire zodiac and that's why i say we are all the signs all of the signs are Mm. somehow expressed or reflected through us just in different areas of our life
1: Mm, it sounds very much like a neogram. Yeah. Obviously, they're different practices, but it—the whole point of a neogram is that you are related to the other personalities as well. Julie, yeah. do you know your moon sign? I don't know my moon sign. How do we I find, find like out?
0: This is—it's <laughs> so interesting, though. Like this is like so not talked about, you know? Right. But we hear people all the time kind of judge. Their potential dates or partners based off their sign. I remember Mm -hmm. I had someone like on a dating app a while ago being like, "Oh, I'm a Leo. You're a Mm -hmm. Cancer. We're super compatible." (laughs) And then I was like, "Wait, I don't think we are actually." (laughs) Like, should we just end this now? But (laughs) I guess my question for you is like, what are kind of like the stereotypes maybe with all the signs? Like, can you kind of walk us through like what are like the associations people make? Or key sure.
1: characteristics
3: key characteristics okay. that's well, better we'll start,
0: than stereotypes let's
2: judgey
3: we'll start with the first sign which is aries and aries is ruled by mars who's the the planet of it's the god of war so that's why aries come come off as very combative aggressive they're also like go-getters and go after the things that they want like with the quickness very impulsive and so mm. all of the signs get their characteristics from a planet, one of the seven mm. traditional planets, has like a rulership over every sign. So this is where I just want to, for the people that don't know, I'm not just like pulling this out of my bone, <laughs> you know. Um, Your moon, these, <laughs> my moon. <laughs> um, these are all of the associations of the signs are from the planets that rule the signs. So, like I said, okay. Mars rules Aries, and so to understand how an Aries acts or who they are you understand the characteristics of Mars. And
1: remind me again, which months are Aries? Oh, the beginning
3: of spring. So it's always, Aries starts on the spring equinox. So it's usually like March 20th, March 21st.
1: Until like mid-April.
3: Yeah. And then so after Aries... Aries is like that first breath of, of air when you're, when you're first born. Aries is like straight out the womb, like let's freaking go. You know, they're like full steam ahead at life. Um, so my favorite thing about the zodiac is how every sign is different. So like we say Aries is like a really fast moving sign. And then the next sign over is Taurus. Taurus mm. so are the bulls. They're slow. Slow. They take their time, right? They're very like sensual and, and earthy and, mm. you know, don't rush a Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> because it's a commitment like, too. <laughs> it's not it's just not going to happen. Taurus is run on their own time. So, mm. you know, Aries is is a very like outward external kind of energy and then Taurus is more of like a relaxed internal. So, you kind of see these these differences.
1: So, are the two compatible or they're opposing?
3: Well, I guess according to sun sign astrology, they wouldn't be compatible because they're averse to each other. So signs that are next to each other are averse, Mm. but two signs that are two signs away from each other, compatible. Oh, interesting. Signs that are three signs away from each other, mm, they have their differences. They might be butting heads. But then mm. if they're like five signs. Then they're more supportive. So there's just you know there's so many like rules and there's just so many I guess things you have to learn uh, when you when you get into astrology. It's really such a life a lifelong practice.
0: So I've dated everyone that's been a Cancer, or mm-hmm. my current partner is on. I guess a Gemini because he's a Gemini Mm -hmm. cancer cuss, but that doesn't Mm -hmm.
3: exist. (laughs) (laughs) What's a sun sign? A
0: Gemini. Gemini. So say like everyone I've dated has been like me. Is that like, am I just trying to find myself?
3: (laughs) See, this is where I would be like, I would love to know what your Venus sign is because Venus is a planet in our chart that shows us, what we're attracted to, the types mm. of partners that we attract, where we would attract said partners. Mm. Um, when we're talking about relationships, Venus is really the planet that you want to look at. You want to make sure that you oh. have compatible Venus signs with the the person that you're crushing on.
1: H- how do we know what our Venus sign is?
3: So there's many different ways to look up your chart. You can go to astro.com and they'll just generate a free chart for you. My favorite chart tracking app is called time passages. It's a Free app but if you want to get the whole chart for either you or whoever whoever's information that you put in I think it's like <laughs> 99 cents but I literally oh. have like so many of my friends my old crushes like random what? people <laughs> that I met at the bar like oh, sh- these are like all my friends Damn, family like wow <laughs> Okay, so we
0: left off at Taurus. Taurus. Okay, yeah. Taurus. What's next. after Taurus?
3: So Taurus is chill. Taurus is, you know, they move slow. That, that's that's kind of like the pace. And the next is Gemini. Gemini is a little mm. bit more airy, fuzzy, chatty. It's very social. It's very like, because it's ruled by Mercury, and Mercury is like a really fast-moving planet. And so... Mm. This is where you get the the, um, characterizations of Gemini because Mercury is the planet of communication. It's the planet of data, information, travel. You know, there's many different significations of Mercury. And so, you know, that's where like the Gemini stereotypes come from. They're very talkative. Geminis love, love, love to chat. So,
1: Huh. I've dated a few Geminis. Yeah, I, they're,
3: they're, they're like master like communicators, maybe yeah. even like a little bit manipulative, like talking about mm. the, the shadow sides. Of, I'm of scared side. of Geminis just <laughs> to put it out there. They can just, they could just talk their way in and out of every situation. And they really mm. like lead with their charm and they're, they're very curious people. And so they'll like manage to get whatever they want just by like, I don't know, chatting you up, charming you up.
1: That is very true of all the Gemini's I know. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, me and too. The next <laughs> sign, <laughs> um, the next sign is Cancer. So Cancer is a little bit more of like an internal kind of slower, slower moving sign. I guess I'm kind of trying to explain how the zodiac is this really beautiful pattern or cycle of like external energy and then internal and the like
1: internal and
3: internal, right? It's like that's how it balances the, itself, right? Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So cancer is a little bit more like they'd rather be at home. They're big focus around the home, big focus around the family, big focus around uh, feeling things. They're very like extra highly sensitive. Cancer Mm -hmm. is ruled by the moon. And so again, all of the significations of cancer we get from the moon. The moon represents the mother in the chart. So Cancers can be very mothering, very care- like very caretaking, mm-hmm. loves to nourish and be nourished, like nourishing the people around you. Let me cook you some food. Let me like, you know, <laughs> make yeah. sure you're comfortable. Um, mm. that's, that's really the, the energy of Cancer and also like highly intuitive, highly
2: mm-hmm. attuned
3: mm-hmm. to the subtle energies that aren't so like external. They're not so, you know, out there.
0: Yeah, I think I'm pretty intuitive. I always like say that like I always have like a sixth sense something is coming like before. Yeah,
3: spidey senses on the spidey senses on cancers are like just mind blowing to me my best friend is a cancer and The times when I'm like feeling down, I'll get this random text for her. She'll be like, My spidey senses told me that like, you know, we should chat or something like that. I'm (laughs) like, how did you How did you know? (laughs) Babe, I'm a cancer. I'm psychic. Like
1: (laughs) It's interesting that cancer is right next to Gemini. Mm -hmm. So how do the two how can the two work together? One's Mm. more external, one's more internal, asking for a friend, (laughs) Julian.
4: (gasps) Um,
3: I guess we can all we can learn a lot from every sign. I feel like one thing that Gemini can learn from cancer is Gemini's are very of the surface, like they just kind of skim the top a little Mm. bit. So it can be a little bit superficial. Mm. Uh, Whereas cancers really crave and appreciate depth. And want, mm, yeah. you know, substance. And so Geminis can learn how to be a little bit more thoughtful, a little bit more intentional, a little bit more explorative of, of what's down beneath and below um, the surface. So yeah, like they can, yeah, they can learn from each other for sure. That's just their, their natural way of being is definitely very different.
4: Interesting.
0: Let's hold that thought for a few announcements.
1: This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love this gummy. Wow. It will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the high love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning dream THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATABLE at VIAHEMP.com. That's V I I A H E M P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to VIAHEMP.com and use a code DATABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's VIAHEMP.com and use a code DATEABLE at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love
4: from VIAHEMP.
1: And feedback that will make you swoon. When she said that she had feelings for you. <laughs> I had no idea. Really? And maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like knew I was gonna learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview.
0: Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. So after cancer, what is Leo. Okay. Leo
3: is ruled by the sun and the sun being the center of our solar system. Yep. Attention. Yeah. (laughs) So, okay. So Leo's, and I'm a Leo too. So, and I was like a theater major. So I loved attention. Like I love having all eyes on me, but the way that I heard it described once was like, you can't help but notice the sun. And that's kind of how it is with Leo's. Like the sun is literally right there. Our entire day revolves mm. around the sun and the sun brings us warmth. The sun brings life and happiness and joy. What happens when there's no sun? Think about like winter months. Yeah. Seasonal Darkness, depression. Sadness. Yeah. Like It's not as like fun with the sun. So, so, you know, that's where Leos get the signification of loving to be center of attention. And Mm -hmm. not not all Leos like love it. It's like sometimes they just can't help it or (laughs) like they just can't. It's just there's something about their spirit. There's something about their energy that is just so commanding. I
1: would love to see the percentage of TikTokers who are leos Leos. oh my god i'm like 95
3: yeah yeah leos are also the entertainers of the zodiac Mm -hmm, they're mm -hmm. very entertaining funny extremely loyal very dramatic but can be very prideful maybe a little Mm -hmm. bit self-centered little egoic I feel like with, maybe I'm just speaking from personal experience, but a lot of the Leos I talk to, um, and just kind of like my little observations is like, there's, Leos have such a huge heart. And if it's not, if they're not really able to share and express that, it's, it, it's like you can't breathe, you know, it's mm-hmm, like you're, you're mm-hmm. getting a lack of oxygen. So it's that sharing of love and that receiving of love, that reciprocal, like, you know, back and forth is is super important. That's like oxygen to to Leo. So yeah. (laughs) Okay.
0: What's next on the chart?
3: (laughs) Next would be Virgo. So where Leo has like this really outward, bombastic, like dramatic expression, Virgos are a little bit more pared down. Virgos are like, I only need what's necessary. They're very, Mm. I guess, you know, the stereotype of Virgo is that they're perfectionist but really it Mm. is this search for what's pure it's like getting down to like the purest essence of something and so my boyfriend's actually a virgo and just like his attention to detail and like just the way that he through his art and through his like personal expression the way that he really can look at the details in ways that like not a lot of people that i know can is just is truly extraordinary It's like, think of it as like their superpowers. Every sign has their superpowers, so.
1: That's fascinating that you and your boyfriend are also neighboring signs. We
3: are, yeah. (laughs) So we actually don't have technically compatible sun signs. However, his Venus sign and Mars sign, which are two planets that have a lot to do with uh, relationship compatibility, like I said, Venus is who you attract, what you're attracted to, mars mm-hmm. is mars is like our sexuality like our drive what like mm. really turns us on it's more of like the lusty kind of sexual side sexual nature <laughs> both of those planets were him Leo. And leo and they're, they're sitting oh. really close to my son and so that is an example of how we are super compatible whereas like our sun signs may not be hmm. traditionally compatible so there's other aspects in our charts that line up very beautifully, and also just to note, like you don't have to be fully 100% compatible with your partner. Like, there's no charts that are going to be like yep. perfectly right. You're going to have incompatibilities. You're going to have, you know, you're going to be different. Hopefully, you're different than the person <laughs> that you're with, because then you can learn things from them. And right. Yes,
1: I definitely want to address that once we get through all the signs. Yeah, that yeah. will be a major question. Yeah. Yeah. Okay,
3: um, okay. So after Virgo, Virgo is ruled by Mercury. Um, so what, and-
0: what dates are Virgo? Like, where are we in that the calendar?
3: Would be, uh, end of Holy. August, to end of September. Um, I think it changes every year, too, the exact dates, because mm-hmm. our Gregorian calendar isn't exactly in line with the zodiac. So um, what's next after Virgo is Libra. Okay. Currently, we're in Libra season. The sun is currently in Libra at the time of this filming. But Libras, stereotypically, I guess, they're ruled by Venus. So they're all about connection. They're all about kind of like... The same as uh, Gemini being very social. I guess the main thing about Libras is that they want to connect. Their main focus is really like the other person, like what they're thinking. And, Mm. you know, am I, is it like harmonious? So the, the sign or the symbol of of Libra is um, the scale. So for Libras, main motivation is keeping things harmonious, being in balance, making sure that everything is like in equilibrium. They're they're like the most relationship-oriented sign. Yeah, I was going to
1: say, they are probably all in relationships or searching for relationships. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. I mean, um, my moon is in Libra. So this would be kind of expressed as this like really deep, subconscious, instinctual desire to connect with other people in in any way. Libras can can be like very flirty, very charming, because they're always just trying to like, yeah, connect with other people, whether it's, friendly, whether it's romantic or, you know, however.
1: Yes. The Libras I've dated have been major networkers. They love networking. They love going to social events. They love connecting people. Mm -hmm. They're very good at that.
3: Yeah. Libras love, love, love of all kinds. (laughs) That's like the the MO. Without love, it's like they die. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So after that is Scorpio. Scorpio is ruled by Mars. Scorpio is, again, where Libra is more about, like, the superficial, kind of surfacey like, networking, you know, aspect of relationships. Scorpios are, like, the intense, all-encompassing, passionate, that, like, I want to devour your soul type of, you know, relationship. It, that That would be more more in line with Scorpio way of thinking their concern their main concern is depth. it's like I don't want the surface level I want Mm -hmm. you know I want to know what really drives you like what is Mm. below the surface because it's the symbol for Scorpio is the scorpion and like they'll like get to the bottom of like the muddy bottom you know like they'll like feed off of the what's down in the deep dark caves like they're just like I don't want Surface level, like Mm. I feel like networking events would be like such a nightmare for Scorpios because they're just like I literally don't care. Yeah, (laughs) bear me me your soul. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Bear me your soul, or I don't want it. So I thought Aries
1: was ruled by Mars. Can two signs be ruled by the same planet?
3: Yes. So Aries and Scorpio are ruled by Mars. Let's see. Pisces and Sagittarius are both ruled by Jupiter. Taurus and Libra are both ruled by Venus. But there's like different expressions. Got it. Okay, so who's next? Scorpio is Sagittarius. I
1: know too many Sagittarians. (laughs)
3: Sagittarians' main concern in life, I would say, is truth and freedom. Like, Mm. do not ever attempt to possess (laughs) or, um, you know, hold down a Sagittarius. Because Sagittarius Mm. is ruled by Jupiter. Their main motivation is to expand, to to learn, to travel. Jupiter is a planet of, of like higher learning and and travel. You know, Jupiter is like the the sage, the the wise guru of the zodiac. So, um, Sagittarians are maybe a little bit more harder to pin down. Yes, um, especially in in relationship. Not all. I'm not. This is. We're just you know, totally not stereotypes and generalizations. Right. But just don't don't want people to feel like. I'm a Sagittarius. I've been in a relationship for 10 years. (laughs) It can happen still. It can happen still. It's
1: complicated. But I do, I agree on the surface level. I do have a few Sagittarian friends who are in relationships but don't want to get married. Mm. Don't put that ring on me. I don't want it. Don't pin me down.
3: They're they're not trying to be contained, they're trying to expand. Like Jupiter is the biggest, most expansive planet in in our solar system and so that's Mm. that's kind of like what Sagittarians are like emulating okay so who's after oh Capricorn is after Sagittarius so so
1: complicated
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm a Capricorn rising so I can I can speak into this a little bit but let's just go backwards to Sagittarius expansive out there concerned with freedom then the next sign over is Capricorn is a little bit more um demure, a little bit more austere. I don't know, like serious. Mm-hmm. S- serious is like is really the the best way to describe Capricorn because they are ruled by Saturn. And Saturn is the planet of limits, boundaries, mm. sacrifices. It's like Saturn takes time. And so Capricorns are very they're like the hard workers. They will spend their entire lives trying to achieve and succeed and build their empire and they're a little bit more traditional too it's not Mm. you know like whereas Sagittarius is like they'll go on like a 20-hour party binge you know in (laughs) in like Ibiza like that that would be their ideal day (laughs) um capricorns it's it's more like i just want to work a passion mm-hmm. project and build my company or my empire or mm. they're more concerned with with security
1: and how do they show yeah. up in relationships
3: they'll commit like for life and so capricorns are like once i commit to you it's mm. i um, one and I'm, done i'm committed mm. yeah and and once they decide they're uncommitted it's like it's you'll never it's do them them no again. coming yeah. back. <laughs> like, they'll literally never text you again.
0: So you said that you're Capricorn rising. <laughs> like, what mm-hmm. does that mean? I feel like there's just so many
2: mm-hmm.
3: angles of this know, that it's, it know.
0: gets very confusing <laughs> sometimes.
3: So the rising sign is determined from the literally the minute you were born. So that's why mm. knowing your exact birth time and location is super important because like I said, if somebody was at the hospital, the minute I took my first breath, then the sign that is rising on the Eastern horizon is Capricorn. Like I said before too, it's kind of like the the stamp or the mask, like the, the wrapping mm-hmm. paper that you come with, right? It's what people immediately see. And it's also like who you're rising into in, in this lifetime. Who you're turning into What what you're becoming over time
0: got it okay so capricorn that's the last one that we're at how many more do we have just a couple more there's okay uh,
3: after capricorn is aquarius
0: that's you is.
3: yeah <laughs> so aquarius is also ruled by saturn but whereas capricorn is more like the traditional side of of saturn Capricorn is the old guard Aquarius is the new guard so Mm. um that's like the best way that I know how to describe Aquarius they are like the humanitarians they're more concerned with the collective very inventive very original very contrarian they just march by the beat of their own drum they're very authentic to themselves Mm. and in fact like Inauthenticity is like repulsive to Aquarians. It's like when you see like people following trends or something like that. Like when Aquarians see people following trends, they're just like, ugh, I'm gonna go this way. I'm gonna do my own thing. <laughs> this is
1: why I'm so attracted to men who don't have IG yeah, or even yeah. Facebook. <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's like there's something refreshing to Aquarians when people do something different or something Mm. that people aren't doing. So that's, yeah, that's Aquarius. Mm -hmm. And then the last sign is Pisces. Pisces is ruled by Jupiter. And Pisces is the more like spiritual, mystical, kind of intangible, ethereal sign. They're very like in their own worlds, tend to like kind of go off into their dreams or the astrals for a little while Mm. and not really be like the most, they're not like the most embodied like here Mm. on earth. Oh. But they're like, they're the dreamers. They're the ones that are like visualizing a whole new reality for for humanity, one that is rooted in compassion and love and, you know, connected to the divine in some way. So that is, that is Pisces, you know,
1: That's my boyfriend. So we also have neighboring signs. All three of us are dating neighboring signs
0: because we obviously want to tie this to dating Mm -hmm. too. Like, of course,
1: it kind of reminds
0: me of we had a guest um, that was an expert on Myers Briggs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're like, should we put your like Myers Briggs in your profile? And he's like, absolutely not, (laughs) because people are gonna make like snap judgments off of you. Like, Mm -hmm. how do we use this information though Mm -hmm. with the people we're dating?
3: Sure. I think it's a really good way to understand the other person on a much, much deeper level beyond who they present, you know, on the first day. Some astrologers will say absolutely do not look at another person's chart until you're well into the relationship because of that, like those biases that you tend to have. Mm -hmm. But I read my boyfriend's chart on... Our first date, and,
2: and <laughs> of I was just you like,
3: I was just like, I gotta know, I gotta know what's what's up over here because you know you might be a Virgo, but you have so many Leo tendencies and qualities, and of course <sighs> I was right. He had two planets in Leo, and I'm like, okay. Whereas before I might have been like, oh, he's a Virgo, we're not the most compatible. I see that, and I'm like, oh, now ah. now it's a game. Now we're talking, you know.
0: Okay. So it's not give up. It's just like, what are the other pieces? Understand.
3: Yeah. It's you, you, our chart can really tell so much about a person and you can really just get to know parts of themselves that they wouldn't necessarily like put out there. From your chart, you can tell like what kind of mother you had, what kind of upbringing you had, what kind of father Mm. you had, the difficult experiences you might be facing. And so, People feel really seen when you can like penetrate beyond the surface of like what they're presenting. And so I just use astrology and chart compatibility and sinistry as like just a way to kind of like take off the mask and the barrier and just be like, mm. you know, love them for, for who they are. All of the different aspects and dimensions of their, their personality and their experiences. Yeah. I just, I feel like astrology is a way to like really see and be seen.
1: How much should we put weight on the compatibility of signs? Mm. I can see some people saying that's the first thing I look at. We're not compatible, then Mm -hmm. it's over. Or should I (laughs) I ignore these signs and you know get to know the person?
3: I wouldn't ever say like, oh, uh, you shouldn't like date someone because you see something in their chart that might be, like, <laughs> right. you know, different than you. Like, that's just, it's a little judgmental, right? Mm-hmm. It's not, I wouldn't want somebody to be like, Oh, she's a Leo. I would never date a Leo. Like, right? I'd be like, oh, like, you don't know me, you right. know, but also like I can read someone's chart and only really get a sliver of an, an understanding. Maybe it's a deeper understanding than, than usual, but our charts are, con- at least for me, my chart is constantly giving me more and newer information about myself. I've been studying mm. my chart since 2014. And I still learn new things about my chart mm. all the time. So we're constantly evolving. We're constantly unfolding. And, like, uh, different aspects of our chart, too, are activated by the the transit. So, like, maybe, like, a certain part of our chart would be a little bit more emphasized during, you know, Libra season or Cancer mm. season. And so, yeah, there's just so much that goes into it. I think it's, like, a good snapshot. It's, like, a good way to kind of gauge and just be like, okay, like, I see here that, like, this part of us is compatible. But maybe, like, our communication styles are a little bit different and so mm. instead of being like oh we shouldn't date like strive yeah. to understand their communication style you know it's just it's like a it's all it could be like a cheat code almost to right. like really developing much deeper intimacy with your partner instead mm-hmm. of just yeah judging off the bat like nobody that's that's rude like nobody nobody should do that
0: I definitely like am a sucker for articles when I see them because I do believe in astrology. I feel like a lot of what a a lot of cancer characteristics I do feel Mm -hmm. like resonate. Mm -hmm. So I saw an article i think it was over the weekend and it said like these three signs are going to end their relationships by october 15th and first <laughs> oh. of all it was october 18th okay. and but i was like what's the line of like how much we should be like looking into this because it felt very drastic to me yeah. seeing something like that
3: yeah well first of all the main job of an article is for you to click on it like yeah it's yeah. total clickbait. it's clickbait. Total clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> you know so they're of course they're gonna like sensationalize but i think what they mean is that mercury was uh, just stationed retrograde in libra the sign of relationships and so if mm. your relationship is already on shaky ground probably you know not gonna this is like this would be a huge hurdle to jump over okay if i was wow. gonna rewrite this article yeah, I would yes. be like, instead of saying like, these signs are going to break up, which instills fear in the reader. And that's, it's like, you're, you're eliciting these like strong emotions mm-hmm. um, from the reader, which is like a little bit misleading. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if I was in a consultation with someone and I saw a really challenging transit come up, I would be like, okay, if your relationship can withstand this period of time. Which there's going to be challenges, there's going to be a lot of tests, there's going to be a lot of setbacks. If it doesn't make your relationship stronger, then it's probably, you know, on its way out or something like that. But I wouldn't be like, Mm. you're going to break up with your partner. In the next three weeks, like
1: whatever, whoa. Christina, you wrote this article. I know
3: it. <laughs> but I was also I like, never. it's
0: October 18th. So, <laughs>
3: well, yeah. The, well, that's when Mercury stations direct. Interesting. Oh, I see. So it's oh, it's related to Mercury retrograde. Correct. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because when when a planet turns retrograde, it lo- appears as, as as if it's going backwards in the sky. It's not really, but just based on our position on Earth, it looks like the planets are going backwards but what we can reframe those retrograde periods as is a time for reflection so when planets mm-hmm. are retrograde it's really a time to go inward to like instead of going forward and looking forward all the time which is something that like our culture really values it's just like go 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 you know uh, never look back just like continue pushing forward turning inwards and and reflecting and like reviewing the last 3 months Mm -hmm. Four months or so is is really valuable. And it's like, is this path that I'm on right for me? Is Mm -hmm. this relationship right for me? And so that's why, you know, there could be like the threat of a breakup because this retrograde period is just really asking you to do a little bit of internal work and to really contemplate and reevaluate what is right for you.
1: And on a similar topic, how do you feel about horoscopes? And Mm. how much weight should we give to horoscopes?
3: So I used to write horoscopes for astrology.com. And it is, it's tough. It's really tough to write for a giant population, like huge groups of people. So horoscopes are really just ways to deliver information to like, big groups of people. And so mm-hmm. that's why they are a little bit more generalized. I didn't really, I didn't li- really like writing horoscopes to be honest. I really prefer going one-on-one with a client, looking at your specific chart and, and mm-hmm. be really, really specific to you. I guess horoscopes are like a good read it. Like you would like a little of like inspirational quote, you know, mm-hmm. like I don't want to put like so much weight into it. Because it's not really tailored to you. Like what might be like a a huge monumental shift for one person, for you, it's like a little bleep. It doesn't even register. But to some person, uh, to another person, like they're one of the planets in their charts might be getting like fully activated by this like upcoming full moon or something. Mm -hmm. But to you, it's not really activating any personal planets in your chart. So you're not going to feel it as much as this other person so another thing that i want to say about horoscopes is um we tend to read them for sun signs but a lot of astrologers i know including me when i was writing horoscopes i wrote them for your rising signs so that so you might even be looking at the wrong one you might be looking at that's why some people are like this this is bullshit like yeah like this doesn't mean anything
0: what i'm gathering from a lot of this is that it's a really good jumping off point to have like more conversations how do you think we can use astrology Mm -hmm. to strengthen relationships
3: Mm -hmm. just asking questions and just kind of like seeing people for who they are not who you want them to be or who you think that they should be i think it's a really good way to understand yourself and like the deeper you understand yourself and all of your multidimensionality, the more you'll be able to accept it and other people. You know, I talk about astrology all the time with my partner, like, because we have the same rising sign. So whatever transits are happening, they affect the same parts of our lives. Mm. so i'm like babe like uh there's about to be a mercury retrograde in our (laughs) 10th house of career really yeah i know this is a really good time to kind of reevaluate how we're going to move forward in q4 Mm. and 2022 and like what we want to do what kind of legacy we want to leave wow that's a good way to kind of like um strengthen our relationship and just understand where we fit in like the larger scheme of things and like the larger cycles Play. So I think it's a really great bonding tool, as long as it's used intentionally and to mm-hmm. be just to understand the other person, and less to judge them. Because again, mm-hmm. no one wants to be judged or stereotyped no. in any way. No. So. so,
1: what's your personal opinion on putting your sign in your dating
2: profile?
3: Yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I. I, I mean, Do it. I, yeah, why not? I would say put your sun moon rising. That's okay. even better. <laughs> okay, Love Yeah, it. what's your I'm it's like, like? I have it's no like, what's idea your what ASL? Is. <laughs> Do you remember yeah, like I've H- seen I've
1: seen people put that and I never knew what it meant. So yeah, this is the new
3: ASL. What's your sun moon rising? That'll give me a, a little bit deeper of an idea of who you are rather than just being like i'm an aries okay mm-hmm. you're aries maybe with a pisces moon that's like a very different aries and like an aries with the scorpio moon.
2: right like, mm-hmm.
0: i mean that's a good transition to takeaways because i mm-hmm. think that's something i'm gathering mm-hmm. is we're just like scratching the surface with oh, astrology yeah. on the internet and maybe mm-hmm. making rash decisions that shouldn't be made like i'm not compatible with you because i read some article that says that our sun signs aren't compatible. Yeah, And from what I'm gathering from you is it's it's an insight into you who you are, but there's many different dynamics at play. And it's really looking at it. And I, keep, I think this word jumping off point keeps standing out to me mm-hmm. because I really view it as a way to get to know yourself better, get to know your partner better, to ask deeper questions, to question things. Like I love when you said, you know, maybe there's an area that you don't identify. Maybe it is digging a little deeper of why you don't feel that you identify with it. Mm-hmm. Is there something under the surface there? So I think it's just again like knowledge is power, and take what works for you, leave what doesn't. And don't mm-hmm. like you know let your life necessarily be ruled by it, but use it as a way it's that a tool. can like help you. Exactly. A tool. It's a tool. Exactly. Yes.
3: Like that's that's all it is, and it's it's a tool that takes many many years. Some would say lifetimes to truly uh-huh. embody and master like the longer i study astrology the more i'm like like you know, you know like that's true the people who are like you know i know everything about astrology it's like no you don't it's yeah. it's mm-hmm. such a deeply complex system it's ancient like it goes way back and there's so many you know rules and you know math and there's just so much to it and so to just like Derive it down or just to like boil it down to like a sun sign. It's just kind of like disrespectful to the whole medium, like in general, right. I
1: think. Right. Yeah. My biggest takeaway is I've been using astrology totally wrong all mm-hmm. these years. <laughs> I've been using it to help me make decisions. Mm-hmm. Or to look for it to validate my decisions yeah. when it really should be used as a tool for deeper understanding. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, if things weren't going well for me in dating, I would look up his sign, <laughs> mm-hmm. and the uh, uh, horoscope would tell me that he's busy, and I'd be like, mm-hmm. "Oh, it's because he's busy." Like that that nothing uh, to do with excuses anything for them. Yeah, yeah, never
3: astrology should never be to like justify being treated like poorly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, yes. it's just a tool for understanding, acceptance, like radical self-love. And again, like the deeper you love and know yourself, the more likely it is that you can like deeply and become intimate with another person.
1: Mm, that's a great takeaway. And the <laughs> other takeaway that may be uh, controversial for some is that I think there is something to be said about leaving things to the planets. Mm. And mm-hmm. uh, sometimes we try so hard to explain why we're feeling a certain way, or why our <laughs> relationships going a certain way, or why dating is going a certain mm-hmm. way for us. What if we just said, "Well, the planets are changing," mm-hmm. and that was causing this cosmic shift Mm -hmm, in how I'm feeling. And that is very liberating to know Mm -hmm. that. But it also gives multi-dimensions to what we're going through. Even looking at your birth chart, you're multi-dimensional and then just re-listening to this episode will show that the stars are also multidimensional, the signs are multidimensional and just know that there's no easy answer and sometimes you just gotta leave it up to the universe and the planets
3: leave it up to the universe, the planets (laughs) the planets are um, I like to think of them if we're gonna go like real kind of out there and this is like the more spiritualized aspect of my astrology practice, planets to me are like my biggest teachers they're like the ascended Mm. masters to me. And so I wouldn't necessarily say that the planets are causing. I would say mm. it's more we're acting in symbiosis with each other because I see there's this like ancient saying, there's this ancient Hermetic proverb, and it's as above, so below. So it's like what happens on the macro oh. is also happening on the micro. We're mirroring. That's Exactly, we're mirroring each other. So, yeah, it's not like, damn you, Saturn, like, you're (laughs) fucking on my life. It's like, no. You're fucking right. Up your like Saturn is just exploding <laughs> it for you. <laughs>
0: can't blame
3: Saturn. <laughs> yeah. I can't, can't blame the planets. They're here to teach us. Like we're here. Yep. You know, having this human experience. We're here to learn. We're here to grow, evolve, expand. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the more I really understand how the planets interact and, and relate with one another and how it like shows up in my life, mm-hmm. it's just expands my awareness of, mm-hmm. yep. of the universe. And, you know, like, I think that, that to me is like my, my main driving force is just pure awareness.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. I like this, like using it as a guide. I think like Mm -hmm. what you talked about of, you know, there's different seasons, maybe it's paying more attention to your career Mm -hmm. or, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe my takeaway is don't break up with someone just because you see a article that says that you're going to break up (laughs) because of that, but use that as an opportunity to maybe like reflect on the relationship and see if you can get through the difficult times. Like I think using it more as a guide of what's happening opposed to rash decisions, because like you said, with the horoscopes, there's no way an article can generalize for yeah. every single person out there there's no way
3: there's yeah there's no way the be- the the best thing to do if you really want personal advice like just go visit go have a consultation with a professional astrologer and they'll be they'll pinpoint and be very very specific about how it shows up for you and so i actually don't mm-hmm. even read horoscopes
1: well that's good yeah I hope you don't because you used
3: to to write them so I I did (laughs) I did and then I was just like I it's not deep enough for me it's not specific enough and I I didn't like you know you pick and choose too yeah exactly you know those horoscopes I do love actually I've got to take this back because um (laughs) I've been reading Channy Nicholas's horoscopes for years since like 2014 and she has an app it's called Channy. C H A and i the way that she writes about the transits are so i don't know just it resonates in ways that i've mm-hmm. never seen uh horoscopes resonate before like it's very poetic it's very beautiful it's very affirmative very focused on growth and good you know in alignment it's not like you're gonna break up with your boyfriend this week like, <laughs> right. right it's not cosmo Let's <laughs> no, <laughs> just put it right. that way it's no yeah exactly
0: that's good because we were going to ask you too if there's mm-hmm. any resources you would leave. Sure. I know you've dropped a few, but are there any ones? And then also at the end, how do people get in touch with you? Yeah, because okay. you also yeah. do
1: one on one consultations, right, Christina? Yeah. Great.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So to answer your first question, resources, Chani Nicholas to me is like, she's like my astrology queen because she was like the first <laughs> astrologer that really made me kind of like listen and pay mm-hmm. attention. Just because of the way that she she wrote about it, and I actually have her book right next to me here. It's called "You Were Born for This." Oh, mm. it's astrology okay. for radical self acceptance, and you can see that it's like lovely. Wow, <laughs> notations. <laughs> so that's one of my favorite books for to recommend for newbies, people who really want to understand their entire birth chart. It's like a step by step guide how to understand mm. your moon sign, how to understand your ascendant mm. rising sign, like what does your Venus sign mean. So very informative. Love that book. In terms of apps, I love her app as well, the Chani app and Time Passage. Time Passage. <laughs> yeah, yes. that's the app that I use to track my own transits, to like where I have my chart, where I have my friends' charts.
1: Transits. Julie, do you just love this word? Mm-hmm. I, that's love life. I love We're it. We're always transitioning
3: <laughs> We're into always, something. So transits. There's love always... It. Exactly. There's always some kind of planetary transit happening. We're like in the midst of like just all these transits all happening on top of each other. One's beginning, one's ending. We're in the middle of another one. Like it's just, again, it's just so complex and so beautiful. um, (laughs) (laughs) So much going on. And then how do people get in touch with you? Sure. So you can find me on Instagram at Christina Bukrevsky. You can visit my website, ChristinaBukrevsky.com. And I do... Do one on one sessions, although I've been skewing a little bit more towards um, astrology for business mm-hmm, and working mm-hmm. with female entrepreneurs, creatives, you know, really heart and soul based entrepreneurs on their business in diving into their birth chart. So if you are mm-hmm. like a business owner and you want to like know when to launch something or know when to rest or like when's a good time for this or that, like I love, love, love working with.
0: Awesome. Do you do love related stuff or would you recommend like one Um, of the other resources?
3: I I don't. That's not really, I'm, I, I began as like a natal chart astrologer. So just kind of like looking at your birth chart and I did a bunch of those and I just like found them to be an hour is not enough time to like really mm. go deep <laughs> when it comes to compatibility and sinistry. Like I'll I'll do it for my friends, like just if they ask, but mm-hmm. not in like a professional setting. Got it.
1: Hey, Christina, will you do my love chart? <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, yeah, like as as a friend, like I would be happy to like. Just- my quick observation. Oh, yeah. observations. All good. You
0: left everyone with plenty of resources that mm-hmm. they can dive into.
3: I think there's a, there's a couple books, though, um, specifically astrology for relationships, really quickly. Uh, Jessica Lignadu has a mm-hmm. really amazing book when it comes to compatibility, and so does Annabelle Gatt. Um, those oh, are two cool. astrologers who specifically write about compatibility,
0: and I like. Awesome. I fabulous. like how
3: they yeah write and speak.
0: So awesome! Thank you so much mm-hmm. for all these resources. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like I just need to like download that app today and go deeper. I need to go deeper. That's go what deeper. I took away from this. Well,
1: that <laughs> uh, that is so Cancer
3: of you. <laughs> yeah, so, was, cancer, yeah, so Cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe you'll be like nourished and fulfilled from it.
0: Oh, totally. Totally. (laughs) Thank
1: you, Christina. And for all of our listeners, we do have a horoscope for all of your signs today, which is you're going to write a review in Apple Podcasts about us and give us five-star rating. Only you can make it come true. It's in (laughs) the stars. It's crazy. Everybody has the same horoscope today. It really helps us to get awesome guests like Christina who can divulge so much of her knowledge to us and have this just fantastic conversation so we can keep giving you great content. So whenever you get the chance, Apple Podcast, five-star rating, and like a little blurb about why you love us and Christina at the same time. Yay. And <laughs> we're going to wrap this up. Stay, Stay datable. Datable. The Dateable Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Want to continue the conversation? First, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the handle at Dateable Podcast. Tag us in any post with the hashtag stay datable and trust us, we look at all of those posts. Then head over to our website, datablepodcast.com.